This is by far some of the worst financial advice I've ever received. And I received this all throughout my 20s. I'm sure you've been receiving it in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, and probably your 50s. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now there is no shortage of good financial advice and there's no shortage, in fact, there's less of a shortage of shitty financial advice. Now what I mean by this is not the financial advisors themselves. We'll get onto that in a little bit, but I'm talking about the people around us. Maybe it's your uncles, maybe it's your cousins, maybe it's your siblings or your parents that went and did shit that was like 50 years ago. And then they said, hey, this is a really good idea that you should now incorporate into your life in 2023 or 2024 yet I did this in 1996 probably still works. All right, boomer, it doesn't work anymore. So what you need to know is that you need to adapt your strategy and your tactics for today's market. Now you might be one of these boomers and you just got triggered. You're like, Rob, you're so young. You didn't even go through shit that happened 30 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But you never went through a pandemic where everyone got locked down and then we printed more money than we've ever printed before. And then increased rates at the fastest pace we've ever increased. Have you? No. So with that argument being settled, let's jump into five lies that I've been told around finance and getting financially free in my 20s. Number one is your super is the best thing for retirement. Now there's some truth to this, but there's a lot of horseshit with this as well. Now let's focus on the positives first. Positive is that yes, you've got a lower tax bracket when it comes to your super and you might be 50 and you're going, well, is it better to invest in my personal name or super? Well, it's probably better at that point to invest in your super. But the reality is that you can't touch your super until you get to preservation age, which is like 60 or 65 anyway. So imagine getting this advice in your 20s and you get told, hey, maybe you should salary sacrifice. I remember getting told this and I did it at my first job too. I was like, this is fantastic. If I put money in and my employer at the time was fantastic too, because they would then double up what they were paying me. So I was like, this is really cool. And then I realized that if I'm putting more money away into this savings account, which I can't touch till I'm 65, that means I've got a lot less now. And yes, granted for most people listening, this is probably the best way to do it because you probably have a budgeting issue and you can't save money. But for the smart few girls and guys that are watching right now, you might actually do a lot more towards financial freedom if you have that money today. And what I mean by that is that you could go ahead and you could save that money a lot quicker to go and put towards a deposit on your own home or investment property. You might go into shares, you might go into crypto, you might go into index funds, whatever the case is, but you can do that today and you could get the benefits before you're 65. So if you've signed up to this whole idea that we work somewhere and then we go ahead and you know basically retire at 65, well then yeah, that system works because most people are doing that anyway. But if you're Looking at this today, we have massive opportunity. We've got the internet where you can build online businesses as a side hustle, making an extra 10, 20, 30 thousand dollars, and you have new technology, you've got new asset classes, so you can go out and build more wealth, allowing you to retire before you're 65. So if you go ahead and do that with the money you have today, you're probably gonna grow your wealth a lot faster outside of super. Now, again, I can't give you financial advice, I definitely don't look like a financial advisor. So use common sense when you come across these opinions online, even including myself. Now I did this for about six months in my first job and then I realized that if I've got extra money today I can do more with that today because I'm going to be able to invest it the way I wanted to invest it. I'm not working till 65 and I already knew that at 21 so I knew that I needed to get assets before in my 20s and my 30s to be able to retire before I'm 40. Number two rent is dead money so go and buy your own place. What we're finding out in 2023 how wrong this actually is. Now yes we've seen a rental crisis play out and we've had rents explode. When you actually think about having bought a home 12 
12 months ago versus renting a home, yeah, your rents have probably increased by 10%. So if you were renting something for say 700 bucks, okay, now you're paying 770. But if you went ahead and bought a property for about 700K, imagine what your repayments look like now. I can tell you now they've increased by more than 10%. And this is the issue is that we're still thinking about how we can go out in Sydney and buy a property for $60,000. Yeah, you could probably have bought a house 40 or 50 years ago. And at that point, yeah, it makes a bit more sense to go and buy the place, especially when you assess it in relation to your income. Today, it probably doesn't make sense. In fact, for me personally, to build wealth by rent vesting versus purchasing my own property and then having maybe one or two properties as an investment makes so much more sense. I think the biggest turning point for me was, do I want to retire with a dream home and it's paid off at 65 and just have the one house that I live in? Or do I want to have the dream house that might have still a little bit of debt, but I now have six or seven properties and I have a diversified portfolio across other assets that I was able to build. Now I've got the passive income paying for the debt on my own house. That makes a lot more sense, especially if I can do that 20 years earlier. So yes, rent is not dead money. I'm still rent vesting and that doesn't mean I'm poor, but you know, each to their own. Number three, I can't believe I actually got this one, but buy a nice watch and a nice car so you get more sales. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Now I got this advice from like a family friend a few years ago and you might actually be watching. So this is super awkward, but I'm going to continue anyway. And he goes, look, Ravi, I run a business and you know, I think what you need to do is get a nice watch because it gives you something to, you know, flaunt, I suppose, and show that you're successful. And you have to have a nice car. You can't drive the car that you're driving right now. Now, to be honest, my car's not like fancy, but it's also not a shit box, right? It's like a $15,000 car, 2016 Holden four wheel drive. Like it's pretty good. It does the job. And I personally don't care about cars, especially because I only drive like once every two weeks. And in terms of watches, I got the Apple watch, right? So nothing fancy, but he was so adamant on this. He's like, I took out a business loan and got a new car. And now I get more clients because they think I'm successful. I was like, would you rather look look successful will actually be successful. And he was like, what do you mean? There is no other way. Like if you have the car, you get clients. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works, but okay. And of course you can see that the first couple of years on YouTube were definitely hard, but I grew the audience with a $5 Kmart t-shirt. And of course we've gone ahead and built the buyer's agency, which is now a finalist in the REB awards, which is fantastic for the buyer's agency of the year. And I did that wearing a black t-shirt with an Apple watch. So if you're going out there and you're getting advice like this, where you have to look successful to be successful, successful, it's a load of shit. Social media has just warped our way of thinking about who's successful, why they're successful. So don't worry, just get an Apple Watch. Don't worry about getting fancy cars. It's probably better just to get an Uber anyway. Number four is if you do a postgraduate degree, you're definitely going to make more money. This is so far from the truth. I remember when I had entered uni, I was like, okay, cool. I know I have to do this because I get the piece of paper, then I can get a grad job and then accelerate my way to becoming like, I don't know, director of some FMCG company. What an idiot. Anyways, after I finished the degree, I also had other people that graduated at the same time. So I was like, okay, cool. So like, what are you going to do? They're like, oh, I'm going to go do my honors or I'm going to do my master's now. And I was saying, well, why are you doing that? And they said, well, the opportunities for me are going to be so much better if I go ahead and do another two years of textbook study. I was like, wouldn't it make more sense to do this maybe in five or six years after you got practical experience? Cause then they can see that you got practical and theory. And they were like, no, 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 at least I get it all out of the way. Now, in order to prove my point, I did go on LinkedIn and I probably looked at maybe five to 10 people I graduated with or people that 
that had done postgrad degrees and they're not in jobs that are so much better than everyone else that didn't even go to uni or did uni just an undergrad degree. In fact, I would go to say that they wasted more time taking on more debt to then ultimately get into the corporate world and start making their way back up. Now, granted, there are some corporations and some higher level jobs that may require you to have an MBA or have some stupid postgraduate degree because they think that's prestigious or something. But the reality is you don't need this. And if you're early in your process of trying to figure out what you need to do in your 20s or 30s and you're like, hey, maybe I should go back and do that. Instead of doing that, why don't you spend more time trying to figure out a side hustle or a passion business and make like 20, 30K anyway from there. Now you get best of both worlds and you're not a slave to the job that you're holding, working 15 hours a day. Trust me, I've got people in my circle that are doing this right now. I don't care if you take offense to it, but the truth needs to be told. And finally, at number five, shares are better than property at building wealth. I'm definitely not gonna go down the path of shares are better than property or property is better than shares, but to go out and get told that shares are going to make you more money than property is a load of crap. The reality is that each gives you pros and cons. It gives you benefits at a time where you need it. And then there's other times where you can probably afford to take on more leverage. Now, an example of this would be if you were say at 18 and you couldn't get a loan for a house, you would go, well, it makes more sense for me to invest my money into shares or index funds because then I can grow my wealth. At least I'm moving in the right direction. If I go and say, well, I've got the ability to go out and buy property, but instead I'm gonna not use leverage. I'm just gonna go and buy some shares and then hope that I get my 10% growth on like 100K. The same 100K gets me a 500K home. If I bought in the right location, use search property for my buyer's agency, then I'm probably gonna make a lot more. In fact, I definitely will make a lot more in that year and moving forward, you can compound those gains, take out the equity and then diversify anyway. So if you're going out there and thinking that is the only way to do it or if real estate is the only way to do it, it's definitely not. Now, after covering these five lies that I got told in my 20s, one of the other big issues I have in the industry right now is just around financial advisors. I think the reality is we don't have strong financial education in our system, which means we then have to rely on others to do that sort of understanding for us. And maybe we're just not interested in it. And there's a service out there like financial advisors and planners that make a lot of sense. The problem is that they can only specialize in certain things. Now, if you look at the regulation around in the space, it's massive and it's pretty bad, right? So they can only talk about specific things. They can't talk about things like property. And now we've had clients that have come to us that want to use the buyer's agency and they've got a financial advisor. And you can only imagine how interesting those conversations are. I think I've now up to 19 different financial advisors and yet to meet one that actually knows what they're talking about. They only want to focus on one asset class and they think that leverage is the worst thing ever. And we've got clients that actually want to do things, but their financial advisor saying no. But the reality is they need to be working for you as the client. So I'm yet to meet one. If you're a financial advisor and you think you know what you're talking about, definitely comment down below or send me an email. I'd love to get connected because the reality is there are so many dopes out there. And I'm not saying that I know everything about everything when it comes to finance, but the reality is for me, I'm working for the best interest of my client, not for me. And even if I can go out there and say, hey, look, you can buy like seven properties in the next like three weeks. Yeah, I would get paid a lot as a buyer's agent, but is that the right move for the client? And that's something that's very important in this process. Whoever you surround yourself with, get the right advice, whether it's property advice, whether it's shares advice, whether it's life advice, go ahead with someone that's gone out there and done it themselves before. Definitely don't rely on family, friends or family and extended uncles and aunties because the reality is they don't know what they're talking about. Go to a professional and get the right advice. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. If you have, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.